0: belligerently pulling unbelievable songs out of the dismal, lonely pits of obscurity and delivering them to your ears gently.
1: Welcome to the Underplayed Podcast. That intro was so dramatic that I I don't feel like I have to be dramatic this time. No, we always have to be dramatic. Do you know? Who, do you know who we are? We're podcasters. I know, people. but all my drama got thrown into that little intro, and now I got nothing left. That's fair. Anyways, welcome to episode eight of the Underplay Podcast. We've done this for eight episodes so far. Can you far. believe it? I it's crazy. Maybe can. You know, I thought after like two or three episodes we'd be just, we would just be like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. But oh my god, we're actually carrying through with it. How's it feel? It feels Love grand. It. We grand. have fun. We have fun. We do. I got to move
0: closer to my mic.
1: There you go. All right. Anyway, so we have, yet again, two songs here for you today. I believe I know which one we're doing first. Before we get into that.
2: I lost myself on a cool, damp night. I gave myself in that misty light. Was hypnotized by a strange delight.
1: Under a lilac tree You know what? Oh my gosh. Beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. That's crazy. It sounds like, okay, look, the way I imagine him singing this, the way he just it's like... buckling. No, it's not. No. So, so we just... <laughs> the way he records it into the mic, he just like lets the words just like fall out of his mouth. Yes.
0: I totally get that. I totally it's agree. Just, it's just,
1: effortless. Exactly. It's just like... You know, (laughs) like, I don't know. (laughs) Like a breath. Exactly. Like
0: he just opens his mouth and it just dribbles out of it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. It's delightful. It is.
3: Very much.
0: So that's Jeff Buckley doing our song for the day. Before we get into too much about him, the reason we chose this one is because it's an amazing song. It's been covered by lots of other artists. Oh, really? And just like some other songs by Jeff Mm -hmm. Buckley, it's a cover.
3: The title of the song is Lilac Wine. And Lilac Wine was. Written originally by James Shelton in
0: 1950.
3: 1950. And uh, he wrote it. Originally, it debuted as part of a musical review called Dance Me a Song. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Is lilac wine a real drink? I think it is.
3: It is. The inspiration of the song was from a line from a 1925 novel called Sorrow in Sunlight by Ronald Furbank. And the main character is walking around through a party offering a light lilac wine, sweet and heady. That's a quote from the novel. Offering a light lilac wine, sweet and heady. And that was the inspiration for the song.
0: I may want to try lilac wine now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You well, we're going on a oh, yes, wine on retreat a... this weekend. Uh-huh. We are. So. I bet you
0: they don't have lilac
1: wine though.
3: Well, maybe not, but we can ask.
1: We're gonna ask.
0: do you have anything sweet and heady?
3: Oh, that's that's would that you die of so embarrassment? <laughs> oh, I love it. You
1: no, know, she would fall
0: in love with you all over again so we chose this song i chose uh, honestly i chose this song and it's just when your artist only has one album out that he technically approved of and the other one was pos
3: pos posthumously that
0: that word you can't really count that one there's not a lot of underplayed songs especially with someone like jeff buckley who's got such a fan following true you know these songs get out there but lilac wine you know obviously never hit the charts it's beautiful Just like everything that he does with his voice ends up Mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah. And so that's why I chose it. And so we'll get into the song. All right. And
1: here is the song.
2: I lost myself on a cool, damp night. I gave myself in that misty light. Was hypnotized by a strange delight. Under a lilac tree made wine from the lilac tree put my heart in its recipe Makes me see what I want to see And be what I want to be When I think more than I want to think I do things I never should do I drink much more than I ought to drink because it brings me back you.
0: So right off the bat, that is just fabulous. That's his voice and a clean electric guitar. The tone is amazing. I love it. Like, it's so clean i could Ad- adjectives i can't think of adjectives clean. it's beautiful there's there's lots it's real wet there's lots of reverb on it and same Creamy. with his voice i don't know if you notice his voice it's in a giant giant hall uh-huh, but yeah. they you know but they've got it dialed back a little bit so that- right
3: notice his breath support notice his phrasing he holds out breaths he holds out phrases extremely long and incredibly well supported so you have to listen for it because there are points in here where he just keeps holding underneath the background music and just wow. keeps holding and holding. so be listening for that
0: all right will do so i backed it up a little we'll carry on we're headed into the chorus now
3: See, he held that hope all the way to there.
2: It's sweet and heavy, like my love, like Study like my love. Listen to me. His pitch is beautiful.
1: His vibrato, too. Like, oh my gosh!
2: Yeah,
3: he's got a very unique vibrato.
2: Just going crazy,
1: dear. Just
3: beautiful long phrases Mm. there.
1: Yeah.
4: Lie like one I feel I'm ready
2: For
4: Just
3: a gorgeous falsetto voice Mm. there.
0: That is beautiful. my first thought about that i didn't want to interrupt i didn't want yeah, to pause it did, again yeah. i paused it once before the course once the course kicked in i didn't want to pause it yeah, anymore was... but man you know nothing about that song is even very hard musically except the vocal performance the vocal absolutely
3: mm-hmm. He's got several amazing, unique qualities to his voice. He has a natural rasp to his voice, especially when he sings lower and harder. It's not contrived. It's natural in there. And yet, when he sings that high kind of tenor in that falsetto, it can be very clear. And yet, you can hear that underlying rough kind of rasp in there. And it's gorgeous. Yeah. It has texture. Not many
0: artists have at least a unique texture. Mm -hmm. He's got a unique texture. Mm I guess everybody technically has texture.
3: Yeah, his is pretty. (laughs) His is pretty. And he's got super incredible breath support and that is giving that sound that you were talking about at the very beginning how it sounds like his words are just dropping out of his mouth. That comes from his breath support. That's because it kind of just is. He is supporting all that sound so strong and so long. It's just dropping out. That's not average either. And I know he had some training but i really think all of that is he has a little bit but i think that's some natural talent that he has there Mm -hmm. yeah
0: for those who don't know about jeff buckley jeff buckley was an american singer songwriter and guitarist who achieved critical acclaim for his unique musical style and hauntingly beautiful voice his impact on the music industry extends beyond his own artistic contributions as he has inspired and influenced countless other musicians and performers buckley's tragic death at the age of 30 cut short what was already a promising career but his legacy lives on through his music and enduring impact he has had on the art form a lot of people don't know that he actually had a semi-famous father tim buckley and he never knew his father they met once
3: i think when he was eight like a brief passing or something yep his mom was a concert pianist a
0: brief, Oh, okay i didn't know that. like that mm-hmm. But tragically, he died at the young age of 30 when he drowned in the Mississippi River. There was some comment by his mom that he actually was a good swimmer.
3: Yeah, just a sad accident. Yep unfortunate.
0: Another interesting thing I found about him is despite his incredible range of musical talent, he never actually learned how to read sheet music.
3: That doesn't surprise me. We did watch a documentary about him and he took some music theory classes or went to, I can't remember if he went to college or something. His comment about that was, wasn't very helpful. useful.
0: Yeah. And that documentary, by the way, you can get it on YouTube in amazing 360p quality. But it's still watchable. It's called Amazing Grace Jeff Buckley.
3: He was an interesting guy. Kind of a rare artist almost like an odd old soul. He liked so many different varieties of music. This song harkens back to like old jazz. I think the first person who recorded it was Nina Simone. He was influenced by that kind of music. Even when he wrote his own music, his music sounds like this song. His music sounds old.
0: Mm -hmm. And some of it has some very weird and interesting chord structure to it
3: as well. And very poetic.
2: Yes. You know,
3: very poetic. He was not about being a recording pop sensation. I think the fame didn't do much for him. There was a great quote. I don't write music for Sony. I write it for the people who are screaming down the road, crying to a full blast stereo.
0: That's cool. So the other one that I thought that Tracy was talking about is, I sacrificed my anonymity for my father, whereas he sacrificed me for his fame.
3: Yeah, he definitely had a thing about... He wanted it to be about the music for him, not about being known. He wanted people to appreciate the music, and he struggled with that. He struggled in his recording with that. He struggled to make records because of that. He was a perfectionist in the studio but you hear the result of his perfectionism in that music
4: for sure he
3: fought with the record
0: company on everything you know and that's what we were talking earlier he was kind of like a
1: quiet rebel yes sketches for my sweetheart the drunk is a compilation album by the american singer-songwriter jeff buckley released by columbia records on may 26 1998 a year after his death it comprises recordings Buckley made with the producer Tom Verlaine in 1996 and 97, along with alternative mixes and demos.
3: There we go. It's a shame. It's a shame. Because I think had he had a longer career, I think everyone Gosh. would know. I think he'd be a household name.
0: What would he be doing? Like, what? Did, I wonder this with all the great musicians who have died. Jimi Hendrix, you know, some of them die and they're like, you know, 85 and you don't wonder this, but like They already what?
1: had their peak. But like people what? who haven't had like their maximum what?
0: potential... Yes, exactly. What are we missing out on? We'll never for sure, know. For sure. We'll never know.
3: He had so much talent and so much potential.
0: I just feel like, I feel real, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but like, I'm serious during this segment because I feel like it's, you know, we just watched the, the documentary about him and, and, you know, how he died and everything. And I just feel real somber about this topic of just not, not in a sad way, but more like a respectful way. Yeah. Yeah. No, Totally. I can't wait till we can get to the next song and make fun of the people again.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, for just a quick second, we can talk about the song itself. Yes, there is such a thing as Lilac Wine. Whoa. Yes. Yes. It I is want. a unique. It is produced with hand-picked white lavender and purple lilac blossoms. This semi-sweet white wine has a velvet citrus taste with a hint of lilac fragrance across your tongue with each sip. That's, that's a, something from Maple River Winery. Yeah, sound, so, sounds yeah. like it's
1: written yeah, to be was, appealing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, because lilac is a um,
1: a flower. Lilac is a
3: well, well, yes, yes but it's a yes, it's bush. A flower. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a. We had like lilac kind of growing up the side of our house when I was Ooh. young. It's beautiful and did it smells it gorgeous. Wine? But I just know you should have <laughs> turned it into not. wine. No,
0: you missed out on that sweet yeah. headiness.
3: We'll have That's to true. look. We'll, we'll have to look for that. About the song, basically, the song is about intoxication. But I think more than literal intoxication, the song is about the intoxication of love and how the emotion of love is intoxicating, how it makes you feel unsteady unready, makes you second guess, makes you maybe feel confused, like we feel when we're intoxicated. Infatuation. I've heard. But the beauty of all of that and the power of all of that, I think that's the general idea of the song.
0: And there are people who are addicted to both of those
3: for sure
0: like there's people who are addicted to that love feeling you know and they
4: is
0: mm-hmm. stronger at the beginning and so they hop from you know mm-hmm. relationship to relationship interesting okay i want to hear this y'all want to hear this too bad what you're going to hear it?
5: it i lost myself
3: oh my yeah damn night
0: i was not expecting her voice I to be that way
3: that yeah this is Nina denied. Simone and um okay it's so where Jeff Buckley's version was, was guitar This is a piano, and she has a very deep kind of um, alto voice.
5: Put my heart in its recipe. It makes me see what I want to see. Be
4: what I want to be.
3: When I think more, you know what's amazing about. The, the two versions both of these are like um, super focused on the vocal. It, it mm-hmm. is all about because their voices and the uniqueness of their voices A little bass under there
0: It pumps a little more than Jeff's
3: Lilac
4: like wine is sweet.
1: An acoustic bass.
4: Yeah. And heady like my love. Lilac wine.
3: This version was released in 1966 on Simone's album, Wild is the Wind.
0: That's pretty moving. I mean, it's, they're very. both very, very good songs.
3: Exposed. Yeah. I, they're so exposed. It's very much about that exposed vocal and mm, love it.
1: Feels vulnerable.
4: Mm-hmm,
3: very.
1: I need to take a survey of the room. Do we want to try Lilac Wine?
3: I do. Yes yes i'm gonna order it going i'm gonna to see if it. i can order oh, it oh what a good idea amazon here we and
1: should on. we should have the live reaction of us tasting uh, it on the podcast <laughs> will give like that's a, not
3: a terrible idea we'll
1: give like a quick wine review for the wine fanatics <laughs> Except, out there what if
3: it's horrible what if it's just the worst well, then, look, thing ever <laughs> that's just
1: you know what we'll just know that you know their taste is their taste you know All right. some people like some dry wines so this next song is by, I picked this song. I know you guys should be proud of me. I'm like actually picking songs and actually doing my job for once.
3: I am excited that we are consciously making the choice to really make sure that we choose music across all genres because just the people in this room, just the three of us, we are all have so many varying tastes. You know, we've done a lot of eighties. We've done some a lot of folk. We've already done some EDM. You know, we, but we want to continue to keep bringing in songs from every genre that we we can.
1: I really love songs that push the boundaries of genres and artists that really don't care about genres mm-hmm. are usually my favorite artists.
3: That's that's Jeff Buckley, exactly, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, not a genre. <laughs>
1: Like, Jeff Buckley yeah. is the genre. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's, anyway. that's amazing when you
0: can do that. Yeah. This is Tim from the future. And at this point in the podcast, we lost the part where we said, hey, let's do the next song. So I'm going to tell you right now we're doing the next song. Keaton uh, just dives in right here and
1: he is telling us about the artist. This is Blanks. B-L-A-N-K-S. He is yet another artist from the Dutch land, the Netherlands. Ah, you Um, like those Netherlandians, don't you? Netherlandians. The Dutch people, I I guess, are just good at music. So this song is asking for too much. I chose this song because it has melodic qualities to it that really just pull you in. And of course, the storytelling is really captivating. It's a good word. I just like the song. It's a good song. Let's hear what, the, what he's got to say.
5: Saturday night, late in the AM, me and myself having a conversation, giving advice. I don't think
1: it helps. Wish I was talking to somebody else. That verse. Okay, so what he does with the lyrics, he already just like paints a scene. Mm hmm he uses a lot of storytelling
3: like conversational
1: no i mean like saturday night late in the a.m right he's painting the setting
0: i love it when songs do that me too i absolutely That's love
1: that another reason why i think my this obsession is a good with
0: sting is, is basically that yeah
1: all right well let's hear the song
0: Lots of thoughts. So many that I had to stop the song. We're talking like that backbeat, that bass, a do 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 with the bass player dun, 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 dun. is very Muse-esque. Oh, yeah. actually, Oh, I, my
1: gosh. Yeah, I've never thought about I, that. I hear right.
0: definite Muse in that or vice versa. Um, also, I love the fact that the song sounds like, well, not, no, it doesn't sound like the 80s, but it could have come
1: out of the 80s without a ton of surprise by me well you know this artist blanks his real name is simon his whole thing is really like 80s music he loves 80s music so mm-hmm. much and we'll get into this uh later on too you know how he got popular was you know very much related to he made an 80s uh cover version of um a rap song oh, okay cool. and he turned it oh, he turned wow. it into an 80s we can, that's creative we can yeah, we, we can play that afterwards that. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay but um he just he loves the sound of the 80s and he has like a well. series on his channel like he's also a YouTuber.
3: I like him just a little bit more now. Yeah,
1: me too. <laughs> I do. His whole thing, he turns modern day pop songs a lot of the time into like 80s hits.
3: I didn't know that. That's so, cool. That's okay. super cool. All anyway,
1: right. So yeah, All right, let's finish out this song and then we'll talk some more.
5: think it helps. Wish I was talking to somebody else. Whoa.
0: I think I like his voice more every time I hear it
5: That makes sense a
0: little fun, too Just a touch of fun The band I can, I can hear that, yeah
3: to hear some of his voice right there like a little tiny bit of exposure
0: Dang, that is a really good song, killer song. The first when you first played it for us, I was like, "Eh, okay, I can. That's really good, and Tracy really liked it the first time she heard it. But I was so-so, and then I listened to it again last week and when I was researching, and I was like, okay, that's good. But then today, I'm liking this song now. I'm, I'm gonna look
1: up more of this dude and, and oh hear more gosh, of this stuff. Oh my gosh, you should. Yeah. I fanboy over this person sometimes. And his so. voice is
0: good. I mean, he's not doing many technical fancy, no vibrato, no long holds, no, no high screams, but he has a solid voice.
3: He does. The hard part about talking about his voice is it's very produced in this song. It's got a lot of reverb. The sound of the song calls for it, and it's all great. It's just, it's not exposed enough. He had one tiny little line in there that he let it be really exposed, and it was nice. It was good. But you can't get a good read on the quality of the voice when you're not totally hearing the voice. All of that being said, I love it.
0: Our measuring stick is usually Spotify Monthly Listens. What's he got?
1: He has got... Um, Half a million That's pretty good It's pretty good But definitely We've done more popular people Oh yeah On this podcast oh, yeah. before So I would put him On the lower end Of the popularity spectrum Cause like Oh sure majority of like if you have a good amount of spotify monthly listeners you are like i think spotify did like a survey or something and most of the people that release music on their platform are within like half a million and below Mm -hmm.
0: so i totally get that yeah so keaton tell us so the song that
1: he redid by it's an 80s rap song right better now this is a modern day rap song more modern day as in like but he did it in 80s style yes okay the original song is better now by post malone we probably can't play. It has a lot of swearing in it. Yeah, so he covered this song in a way that no one thought was possible. And he did it in such a unique manner that he blew up on the internet for this version. Cool. And this is what really shot him into... And got him noticed. The, yeah, into yeah. the scene, I guess. He originally just uploaded it to YouTube. And at some point, he got it on Spotify. I don't know when, mm-hmm. but I know that he originally posted it on YouTube and got popular for it.
4: Oh
3: my
5: gosh. This...
4: You probably think that you are better now, better no, you only say
3: that I'm not around, not around. I love this.
1: his singing has drastically improved throughout his career which is like this is one of the first things he did
5: he's not very
3: old
1: no he's right
3: so he's still learning yeah
1: this is the original rap song that came out in like 2016
0: i hear the tune it's recognizable
2: you everything you know i said i am better now okay well that yeah
0: so you can see where he, where he came from and, yes. and, and you know the the rap version has a lot more tune than i thought it was right would.
3: it's got melody it's got right. melody and more, yeah. yeah it's not just a rap i i assume later on it more rappy, yeah,
1: it does. Yeah, yeah, it gets more into like, but like the chorus, neat, bit. very neat. And so, here's another one that Keaton was
0: saying, uh, showcases his voice a little more.
5: I'm sorry that I made you wait an hour at the station.
0: Sounds a lot like the guy in Fun
5: I promised I wouldn't be. You are right. It, he does sound like him. I'm sorry that I lied about why I couldn't make it. That was a mistake. I'm running out of wasted time.
3: Nice. I like this guy.
5: I need to be honest with myself. Pretty song. I can't afford to spend my life with anybody else.
3: Yeah, you really get to hear his voice and that. It's nice. It's it's, it's it's a nice voice, you know? I, a yeah, nice tenor. I,
1: I, uh-huh. Yeah, super, yeah. super good cool. stuff.
3: Okay. You said his name is actually Simon DeWitt.
1: Simon DeWitt, right? yeah, that's...
3: Dutch musician. hmm He studied information science mm. at
1: University I of that.
3: Groningen. Uh, Groningen. I, Groningen. Groningen. That, <laughs> surely that's not how it's pronounced. Probably
1: not, no. How is it spelled? Um, Dutch has the
3: heart. ING.
1: That's probably Groningen. Yeah. No, no, Dutch has Grennigan? the harsh
3: Groningen? Groningen? Groningen?
1: No, 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 no. Dutch has the harsh G. And that oh, G. 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 Groningen. Groningen.
3: That's
1: how you say that. Groningen. 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 It's, almost, it's almost German. But anyway. Gotcha. And
3: this song, though, the song Asking for Too Much, uh, he did not write alone. He wrote it with two other Dutch singer songwriters. Oh, gosh, I'm going to kill go. this poor guy's name. <laughs> S J O E R D, wait, Jord.
1: Wait, how do you spell it?
3: S J O E R D.
1: Sjard. Jard
3: Debuck. Short. Short. Short.
1: She said Short. a. Sword. Sword. Sword.
3: Debuck. Yep. Oh, okay. Hi, my name is Sword.
0: It's, it's like a sword, but sword. It's like a bent sword. Yeah. Sword.
1: <laughs> Sjord. Anyway.
3: And then Simon Leferink, who was also a Dutch guitarist and songwriter. How old is he? Simon DeWitt was born in 1997, so that would make him 29. I wanted to ask you before I talk about the song, you have loved the song for a while. Why don't you tell us your thoughts on what the song is about?
1: Okay, so when he paints that picture in the first verse, Saturday night, late in the a.m., he's like, I don't know, like overthinking probably about some aspect of a relationship or maybe a friendship or anything.
3: It, anything I think this could be about any decision this guy is making. Yeah. Yeah, because there's nothing really in it that specifies what he's talking about, mm-hmm. but it definitely does address his issue.
1: And asking for too much. Am mm-hmm. I asking for too much?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It could be, like, religious. It could be romance. It could be career. It could be... Yeah, any aspect. I think that's also what makes this song very powerful.
3: Relatable.
1: And relatable mm-hmm. is because you can relate it to, like, anything in your life. Mm-hmm. And I love songs that do that because, you know.
3: Yeah, this is an age old question. This is somebody debating his life and saying, okay, so when you make a decision, you have to decide do I want every aspect of this or do I want to sacrifice some things and get part of what I want or not? Do I want to hold out and get it all? Do I want to compromise? Definitely, this is a big deal when you talk about relationships. Mm -hmm. When you're young and you're dating, not even just when you're young <laughs> but, but when you're dating you know
0: specifically mm-hmm. am i asking for too much is is like drill down into that he cares if he's asking for too much but he also cares about what he's asking about because he's bothering to ask the question yeah am i asking for too much or he's frustrated because he's not getting it and so he's like mm-hmm. what am i asking for too much it could be mm-hmm. that as well
1: i think given his history of love songs it could be for sure, specifically about love, but yeah. it could definitely be about anything. If yeah. you, if you look at it from, you know, just this song, either way, I love songs that do this. Mm-hmm. Me as an artist, I try to make a lot of my songs subjective in a manner mm-hmm. where you can apply relate it. exactly apply mm-hmm. it to any context mm-hmm. or scenario, because that's really what draws people in.
3: When songs move you, when they relate to, to a situation you're going through in your life, they are powerful.
1: Do we have an official like no, meaning? That's, nope. no, nope. no, we don't. Nope, okay, that's it. Well, then, so that's then it. it. really is just left open ended. Yeah, then, for
3: sure.
0: I'm just blown away that, that hearing the song three times can make me like it that much mm-hmm. and make me want to dive more into the artist himself.
1: I yeah. will. I will take that dive with you. I love his content and his music. He's actually a YouTuber that Tracy will like, too, because you know how, like, you and me will just watch random crap that Tracy Mm -hmm. doesn't want to watch. I feel like Tracy would also like his content. Oh, for sure. So, family bonding activities. There you go. Sponsored by Blinks. All right. So,
0: we just want to let you guys know that you can go to theunderplayed.com to connect with us. You can email hello at theunderplayed.com to connect with us.
1: And don't forget to rate us on your favorite podcasting app, probably the one you're listening on right now, but yes. if you can, you know, go to others and cheat, that's amazing too. Five stars. We like them.
3: Come chat with us on Facebook yes. or Messenger.
1: Facebook.com slash The Underplayed. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast.
0: Thank you very much. We'll see you in two weeks.